This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's your favorite American Chinese food? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Why are we asking people what their favorite American Chinese food is? Well, thanks for asking why we're asking. It's because I came across this article in Atlas Obscura, uh, which is just a wonderful website of randomness. Um, random, like, really good stories about different things that make the world fabulous, right? Random stories about stuff. Basically. Yeah. Um, and this particular story that got me excited was, uh, the headline is, What the Heck is Crab Rangoon Anyway? And it really goes into this dissertation and just this like love story to um, American Chinese food. And you do learn about the history of Crab Rangoon, and I can tell you like how that recipe came about. It has nothing to do with China, literally at all doesn't matter, but it became a staple of Chinese-American um, restaurants. And I, I just thought this is such a wonderful conversation to have because, you know, there are people out there who shall remain nameless, but you know who exactly who I'm talking about, who um, poo-pooed American Chinese food yep. quite publicly, actually, yeah. um, and ended up having to apologize they for it. publicly. They publicly poo-pooed. They, exactly. They publicly... Poo-pooed. Poo-pooed. Um, but lest we get caught up in poo-poo. It's happened. Like that individual uh-huh. did. There is a rich and delicious, pun intended, history of American Chinese food. It's very much a thing, right? So oh, yeah. Ch- there is Chinese food, yep. which I also love and adore. And it is a culture. Un- I mean, it's not a culture. It's several cultures, right? Uh, Chinese food is a thing in unto itself but american chinese food um and that's one of the things this article talks about is it is for a reason and you just have to understand what the reason is to appreciate it right people just write it off as like you know it's not the best chinese food oh it's just you know a bunch of fried food it it's so much more than that and it just got me thinking about all the wonderful chinese american or american chinese food dishes that we grew up loving yeah which you kind of didn't really understand why they were like egg foo young chop suey yep egg rolls yep wontons yep um or crab rangoon yep or crab wontons or whatever we call them cream cheese wontons yes right Yes, six five one six four one one zero seven one. What was your favorite American Chinese food? We've got a caller. Should we go to the yeah. caller first? Mary Lee is on the line. Hi, Mary Lee. Hi, how are you? Good. What was your What's your favorite American Chinese food? Oh, sweet and sour chicken. But I have to tell you, um, when I was growing up, my parents kind of befriended uh, a couple who owned a Chinese restaurant. So they allowed us to eat after closing, and they made, you know, chicken almond ding and sweet and sour 
chicken and, you know, all of that. But when they sat down to eat, their food was far different. It was more greens and rice, and we asked them about that, and they said the food they make for us is like their holiday food. Mm. And they also said Americans think every day is a holiday. Oh, oh, interesting. Well, that's probably well, true. Well, we sure eat like it. That's yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> thank, thank you, Mary Lee. That's interesting. 651-641-1071. What's your favorite American Chinese dish? Bradley, what's yours? Oh, God. That's such a loaded question. But I would say my favorite Chinese American dish is none other than like sesame chicken. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm being honest with you, like I could try to be all like fancy and stuff. But honestly, if I want something that I know is going to make my tummy happy, it's going to be like sesame chicken. Isn't that funny? Like, yeah. because, you, well, and I don't know about you, but I have like my go-to standard order at a Which Chinese is- restaurant. If I go to like a, if I do Chinese takeout or delivery yeah. or whatever, it's always mushu pork. Oh, okay. Always. I love mushu pork. With the little tortilla things yeah. and that I love it. But if I go to Leon Chin, I have a whole different order. Yeah. I always get the Peking chicken. Is it what's it peeking at? Uh, me as I <laughs> as eat it. it. No, I um <laughs> and I miss their shrimp toast. They used to make like the best shrimp toast. I don't know if they still do. My um my go to order like that is going to be sesame chicken and beef lo mein. I always like to get beef lo mein. It's just like comfort food, yeah. noodles, beef. Okay, sign me up. Obviously, egg rolls. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's like standard. Yeah, to me. Uh, let's go to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Michelle, what's your favorite American Chinese food? Funny you should mention it the, because I love lo mein. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Specifically pork lo mein. Oh, yeah. But it is so good. I judge a Chinese place based on its lo mein. Do you Isn't have that, a favorite place for, um, for lo mein in the city? In the cities, I have not found a really awesome place. Best lo mein I've had in Minnesota is uh, the Great Hunan in Winona. Oh, okay. oh all right. Good to know. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Michelle. My favorite beef lo mein is definitely Kindo. But isn't that but see this is why I think we all do the same thing where we order the same dish many different places. It's part of like how you judge yeah. oh, where your sure. favorite is because you're comparing apples to apples. Holly, do you have a favorite American Chinese dish? Cream cheese wontons. Oh, Duh. Duh. Do you know what's so fascinating? As I was reading in this article, again, it's from Atlas Obscura. What the heck is Crab Rangoon anyway? It has literally nothing to do with anything Chinese. Insofar as, I mean, sure, the Chinese have dough that they make into wontons and uh-huh. will fry things in. But it all comes from Trader Vic's, which was like a very... Um, famous it was a tiki bar tiki bar that whole tiki craze that post-world war ii everybody was obsessed with and it was one of the things they put on the menu um you know and it was cream cheese and you know cream cheese did not i mean that was not a staple of chinese cookery um and they literally it's just sort of that like era of polynesian fascination that americans had yeah, I still think there's a Trader Vix that's open in London, I want to say. So, yeah. you can still get your Crab Rangoon at the place that it started. Yeah. That is really interesting. Um, well, now what you've done, Bradley... Is make you hungry. Yes, for Super Chinese moon. food. And yum. And I'm my sorry. husband... No, it's okay. It's just that my husband thinks he doesn't like it. So I hate... That's like I my mother. I don't understand My that. mother says like, oh, I don't like Chinese food. Or, but oh, then I don't like sushi. When or, you order it, they like it. Yeah. It just... It frustrates me. Yeah. Uh, 
We'll see. More for us. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I think I know what we'll be doing for lunch tomorrow. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to get the Cobra gang together to get uh, into a little mystery, and that mystery is the one surrounding Danny Masterson and uh, the Church of Scientology. We'll untangle it all for you after this on My Talk 1071. So obvious. Uh, Oh, we got to talk about this story involving Danny Masterson and the Church of Scientology on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, when, you know, when we like to get to the bottom of a little bit of a mystery, we like to put all the pieces together, we get the Cobra Gang together. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double with the Cobra Gang. We talk about dark stuff all the time. Thank God we have a sense of humor. Uh, that's true. I wish you could see our sense of humor half the time well, or hear it during the breaks. Anyway, actually a better thing that they can't. Four women sue actor Danny Masterson. But wait, there's more. Okay, so really quickly, what's a Danny Masterson? Danny Masterson uh, is an actor who's also a Scientologist. You would know him from a couple different shows, one of them being uh, that 70s show, and the other one being that one that at the ranch, right? The ranch. The, the ranch. ranch. And remember, we've talked about him and uh, allegations of sexual assault, mm-hmm. uh, rape, stalking, etc. in the past. Yep. Well... Four women, as I said, have sued him in a court of law, but that's not all. They are also suing the Church of Scientology and, wait for it, David Miscavige, the leader of the Church of Scientology. Okay, this is bold. So this literally uh, was filed yesterday, I believe, right? Was this yesterday? I don't know. Anyway, yes, I think it was yesterday that four women accused Danny Masterson of raping them in this lawsuit Wednesday. In L.A. Superior Court against not only the actor, but the Church of Scientology and the church's controversial leader, David Miscavige. Now, they accuse Scientology because this is the fascinating part for me, like that there are allegations against Danny Masterson. Not news. We've been talking about that for a while, that they would include the Church of Scientology in this is shocking and interesting. Get out the popcorn. Well. And I think that's where people start, obviously, to have questions, because what the heck does the Church of Scientology have to do with this at all? And what the heck does David Miscavige have to do with this? Good questions, all of them. So now the Church of Scientology has long been accused, as you know, Colleen, because we've talked about it a lot on our show of doing illegal and unethical things, right? Yes. They, uh, in this suit, claim that Danny, along with the church and David Miscavige, engaged in stalking, physical invasion of privacy, and... A conspiracy to obstruct justice, among other allegations detailed in the complaint that HuffPost, which is where I first read this, obtained uh, before they printed the story. Okay, this is interesting because without knowing any more, I feel like I can understand how they're getting to that place. Like, you don't need to know, right? right? The details is what you're saying, exactly. because you've seen this story before. Yes. You want to expound on that? Yeah, so the stalking part, so first of all, when somebody comes forward and has any sort of unsavory allegations about a member of the Church of Scientology, specifically a high-profile member like Danny Masterson, in order to try to protect the the Church of Scientology, 
the Church of Scientology will go into a damage control mode. That includes, likely, but is not limited to, having the people who made the allegations publicly followed and trying to intimidate them into maybe um, retracting their allegations or quieting down or just trying to squash the story altogether, right? So that would maybe cover the stalking part of it. Uh, obstructing justice, no doubt the the Church of Scientology was probably trying to tamper with uh, the story that they were telling or who they were telling it to or trying to get in the way of justice being served um, as part of the way that they intimidated or squashed the story to begin with. Yeah, exactly. And the intimidation includes, you know, discouraging church members from engaging in civil litigation against other members. Um, you know, because they don't want it to bring a negative light to the church. Exactly. So they get involved in these private matters that gives them the incentive to get involved in these, you know, individual matters. Because, well, if you're suing Danny Masterson, who's in the Church of Scientology, you're making Scientology look bad. Exactly. So there's all sorts of examples to your points um, and to the article that references this particular case where we know the Church of Scientology this is not new territory. This mm-hmm. is not new behavior. And their response actually is very similar to what you would, or very likely what you would expect. So without even knowing, how would you think they would respond to this story? So the, the first thing they'll do is try to discredit the people who accused Danny Masterson of any types of abuses. So no doubt they have tried to take personal uh, things that they maybe have discovered about each of the accusers and used those things to show that they're not to be trusted, right? Exactly. Would you like to hear what the Church of Scientology's oh, response was? I'd love nothing more. Again, this is all regarding allegations against Danny Masterson and now a legal uh, case against Danny, the church, and its leader. This is what they said uh, in response to questions about that case. Quote, from everything we've read in the press, this baseless lawsuit will go nowhere because the claims are ludicrous and a sham. It's a dishonest and hallucinatory publicity stunt. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Okay. Leah Remini is taking advantage of these people as pawns in her money-making scam. Okay, now... We've been talking about this for about three minutes or so. Did I mention anything about Leah Remini? No, not even once. She's not one of the people accusing them. Nope. Or accusing Danny Masterson. Nope. She's not in this lawsuit. How is she making money off of any of this? Well, this shows you just how paranoid and Looney Tunes this Uh outfit really is. Because their first, you know, response is, there's nothing to see here and it's all Leah Remini's fault. What? What does Leah Remini have to do with anything? Well, she, we know, is an outspoken critic and, of course, has this show on A&E, which for the last three years has exposed the the true victims of the Church of Scientology, yeah. and it drives them insane. Yeah. So whenever anything bad happens in the world of, you know, presumably publicity against the church, they apparently think Leah Remini is behind it. Now, she knows these women, and they've told her her story, but she has nothing to do with their filing a lawsuit. No. You know what I find so funny about this is this is a case of the emperor has no clothes in the sense that the the Church of Scientology thinks that they are far more important than the rest of us think, and there's nothing more comedic than an entity or person behaving as though they have a level of importance that they do not have and trying to make all of us believe that the real evildoer in this case 
is a little Leah Remini. Yeah. Who is just telling her own truth. She's right? one actress, one person. She, you know, like if you were really truly this big, powerful, untouchable entity in organization, you wouldn't care what one person yes. thought about you or tried to make. I'd be like, good luck to Miss Remini. Yeah. May she, you know, live long and be successful in her career. And then you'd shut, you just wouldn't even give it any you'd time. Or, the other way and you'd go about your business. The way that they are, they have their little dukes up. It looks like they're scared. And you know what? Honestly, at this point, I think they should be. They really should yeah. be. Oh, man. Oh, that will be, this will be an interesting uh, trajectory to pay attention yeah. to. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. And we want to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present. CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly or and or again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. <laughs> that literally is the funniest viral video of all times. Oh, we're going to have to watch that a few times after the show. It literally is of a woman trying to do... It's as if you were watching Twin Cities Live and Mm -hmm. Elizabeth or Steve were trying to stomp grapes Mm -hmm. and fell off of um, a grape vat onto her face and literally is laying on the ground making that noise. And it sounds way more... I mean, she's fine. She was totally fine. But the sound is just hilarious. (laughs) All right. For our first story, we're going to go to Iowa. Oh, hi. Oh, Iowa. Iowa. Um, I want to tell you about 21... or Sorry, 20-year-old Rachel Thornburg from Clinton, Iowa. Okay. Um, She... Okay. She called 911 on Tuesday. Mm Mm-hmm. Because her 1998 Buick Century had been stolen. Oh, no. Buick Centuries are hard to come by these days. Right. And she was feeling sad because hers had been stolen and she wanted to get it back. Now, okay, this is going to unfold into a very stupid story. And I think you're going to see all the places why this went horribly wrong. It turns out her car had not been stolen. Uh-oh. What actually had happened is that a cop had clocked her speeding in her own Buick Century. Okay. And tried to pull her over. Okay. But she didn't pull over. She took off. Okay. And a chase ensued. All right. At which point she decided, huh, I know what I'll do. I'll call 911 and tell oh. them that the car is stolen, and then they'll think somebody else is driving. That's kind of smart. Was she calling? Oh, hold on. Okay. I mean, for an idiot. Okay, but let's play the tape all the way through. Yeah. Because then what do you think happened? Why don't you finish the story? Okay, so, she. well, first of all, did she call after this happened? Or no, like she's while in the happening? car driving. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Then they're like, well, they're probably like, um, okay, awesome, ma'am, except your call is coming from inside your car. Basically, because 
They did. I mean, at first, I'm sure that they thought, okay, well, we'll pursue this then as though it's a stolen car, right? Because somebody just tore off. Yeah, so and now they're really going to follow chase her ensuing. because it's a stolen vehicle. Exactly. They're going to catch her. Right. And she's inside the car. Did she, on her feet, think fast enough to say, I don't know where he went. He tried to kidnap me in the car and I'm sitting in here and he's gone. No, nope. because that would have been a good. Actually, you know. there's really no way she could have salvaged this because at the end of the day, she was always behind the wheel mm. of the car that they had tried to pull over yeah. and she was going to get caught. They That's had to hilarious. put those uh, spikes on the road, popped her tires and then pulled her over. And guess what? When they approached the car, there was Rachel. I want to go on a police chase someday, but like for an amusement park ride, not like a real one. But don't you just want to like burn rubber? Did you just hear like see here? Did you hear my the gears grinding in my mind? Because I was like, that would be a cool ride. How do we we make that? And then like the only way they can stop you is by throwing those strips out and it pops your tires and you'd be fine because you're wearing like a foam suit and it's not real. Yeah, and it's not real. But I want to get the feeling of just like barreling out at like 100 miles an hour with like the cherries wailing behind me. I feel like you could get that on a ride. Like they have ways of mimicking that. They yeah. can make but I you think you're going to Mars. The, the wind through my hair. But they can make you I want to feel way. the freedom of being an outlaw. You can, that you're going to have to manufacture on your own. They okay. can't be responsible for that. Okay. Born to be mild. That's yeah. more. Well, yeah, that's more Bradley. I, I'm Trainer. not going to actually do that, but you know how the people like. I, I, there's just something about that moment where I know it's never going to end well, but in the moment, I bet I that's just, adrenaline rush. I just came up with the best idea for like a movie, maybe, or an amusement park, or a movie about an amusement park, okay. where the whole entire gist of it is allowing people to do the thing that they've always wanted to do but they know they can't do because it breaks the law yeah like you could go to this amusement park and you could could end not well i know but like what if you could like if you've always been like oh i've always wanted to like i don't know knock over a convenience store yeah like you could run in but no weapons because we don't want to hurt anyone yeah but but you'd have like instead of a gun you would have like a big inflatable hot dog Sure. So they're like, you have to, and you go in with the hot dog and you're like, stick them up. Yeah. And you could like get it out of your system. Like for me, it would be so dumb and simple. I just want to like pull the fire alarm and just oh, get that out of my system. Yeah. Cause I've always wanted to do that. So if there was just a place where I could go you know and just do that, we'll play as you walk in through the gates of this amusement what? park, breaking the law. Yes. And the whole thing is just law breaking. That's all you, you can literally just like, I don't know, steal library books. Yeah. <laughs> what? Never return your VHS tape to yeah. Blockbuster. Yeah. Not rewind I did not it. rewind, bitches. <laughs> what are you going to do? Try me. Holly, are you in? Is this our new business model? Well, there's already a show called that. What? It's Westworld. I know, but that's isn't that just for sexies? Not necessarily. Yeah, but it's so violent and oh, too sexual. So violent. Oh, yeah, that's right. The show is born to be mild. So, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So, no, literally, I want to go into the grocery store and just... Steal a can of corn. Eat not, a donut and walk yes. out. Yes. And not I'm even... not paying. And it's no, no stakes. No big deal. You'll eat the donut and then while you're walking around, but you'll end up paying for it when you leave. Because, you know... You can do that, though. 
That's life, man. But, but I also want the feeling of being, because to me, the thing about being chased is I want to be chased. Yeah. So I want the guy from like uh, asset protection to come chasing yes. after me as I'm eating the donut and I'm trying to stuff it yes. in my mouth before he grabs it out of my hand. See, that's the thing. And it's then like, I verbally assault him. You could write, that's the first thing you do is you're like, I've always wanted to do this. And then you give them basically the storyline. Yeah. And then. <laughs> And then your dream comes true. Yeah. And you don't get arrested at the mm-hmm. end. But you can get fake arrested if you've always wanted to be cuffed and stuffed. Yeah. But then when they bring you to the police station, yeah. loose quotes, it's just like the commissary or something. Well, because then you could go to, you know, kind of like they have Disneyland and California yeah. Adventure. You could the go to other side break the law land. Mild uh, break in the, what did we call it? We didn't call it anything. Born to be mild. Born to be mild. On the other side is like the jail park because, you know, we all want to have the experience of being like, do we all? Do we? Okay, is that an inside thought? Well, sorry. Do you want to hear my story now? Yeah. <laughs> but I do. Think I want to be chased by think, a police officer. I do think we need to workshop in tight pants. This very genius idea. Yeah. You can pay extra to have Karen come in and talk to the manager on your behalf. There you go. <laughs> Okay, well, actually, it's funny that we just said that because my story, first of all, it's a hometown hero. Second of all, it's going to sound kind of similar to what we were just talking about. Oh, good. So Champlin's Police Department, did you see this thing go viral? No. Um, Okay, so the Champlin Police Department posted something on their Facebook page at about 9 o'clock a couple days ago in the morning. And they go, um, well, here, first of all, let me ask you a question. What yeah. day of the week was the 12th? The 12th was Monday. Okay. Can I ask where you were Sunday night, Monday morning? Sunday night, Monday morning, I was sleeping. Okay, you weren't on Facebook at all? Not that I recall. Holly? I was asleep. Too. I would feel a lot better about this line of questioning if you were shining a light directly in my face. Were you drunk? <laughs> no. Had you had any wine? Possibly. I don't remember what I did. No, no, I didn't on Sunday. No. Okay. So then it's neither of you. But some woman at about 2 a.m. Oh, okay. Well, that's what counts me all the way out. (laughs) It was 2 a.m. She was drunk and she got on Facebook and she found herself on the Champlin Police Department's uh, Facebook page. And that's when she apparently decided to let them know that she admired a man in uniform. And then proceeded no. to ask. He admires a man. have a man with outfit. And then she also proceeded to let them know that she wanted to be strip searched. Holy buckets. And um, she would be a good girl, so would not break the law, and would never leave the scene of a traffic accident. So this woman did this. Mm-hmm. 2 a.m., drunk. The Champlin Police Department responded, and they gave her a delightful response, mm-hmm. one that I think appreciated where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. And they go, hey, Champlin, we'd like to give a big shout out to a certain special someone, a self-proclaimed uh, suburban mom of two kiddos. Oh, I guess it couldn't have been you. Yeah. Suburbs and two. You have three and mm-hmm. you're in the city. Yep. Who decided to drunk text the Champlin Police Facebook page with her 2 a.m. thoughts. Oh, my God. She um, apparently, like I said, while they greatly appreciate that um, she admired a man in uniform, they regret to inform her that we can't provide you with a strip search uh, 
that's a little out of our purview, unfortunately. However, we are grateful that a law-abiding good girl such as yourself would never leave the scene of a traffic accident. Um, here's they go on to say, but anyway, at the end, here's to you, Champlin Mom. We raise this off-duty glass of wine to you. Okay, this is amazing. <laughs> and how badly do you want to know who this woman is? Yes, exactly. And I went through trying to find the dumb thing, oh, man. But what I love about this is police departments. When did they become like like the viral social media police? They're awesome. Like they literally post these stories that just poke fun. At all the crazy, stupid idiots. No, Um, they're hilarious. Also, if you are that mom and you are in our listening audience... Call us. Call us, please. We will keep you anonymous. Send us an email. I don't care. We will buy you lunch. I'll buy you wine, honey. I mean, (laughs) if you sound fun. And give her other Facebook pages to show up to at 2 a.m. When we come back, it's time to play the throwback live at 2.45. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.